Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Dysfunctional Fitness Podcast. You are joined today by myself, Matthew Hosking, and obviously my good friend and co-host, Ben Bodycum. We're back again. Um, unfortunately, we had a bit of a mishap with our last recording. It was very annoying because I actually really enjoyed that episode. I think it was one of our best ones. Um, had a lot of fun. Yeah, we can we can, we could say that yeah. <laughs> all those episodes that we've never released, they are yeah. our best our best content. No, but I mean, like just personally, like, I just enjoyed it. Yeah, I yeah. think some of the stuff we talked about it was good. Was quite fun. I suppose the ranting at the end about the um, horrific answers by Dave Eubanks during the Talking Elite Fitness podcast about scoring issues, but we can maybe touch on that again. Um, yeah. But yeah, so order of proceedings today, we are just going to go through a little bit of news. The Age group semi-finals leaderboards are finalised now, so we'll have a look, little look at that. Uh, we'll also touch on uh, the Zach George like story. Uh, obviously, that broke last week. We actually literally recorded the day after that happened, and I think we uh, put together quite a good uh, like debate about it for a good fifteen to twenty minutes. Unfortunately, again, we sort of lost some of that um, like footage or audio, whatever you want to call it. Um, so we'll just quickly brief, go over our points. Uh, saying that, Jason CrossFit Media did make a very good video about it, which I feel like summarizes our points quite well. So if you want to go watch that, uh, would recommend on YouTube. And then after that, we're just going to look at the semi-final workouts uh, for individuals and maybe teams as well. Uh, they were released over the last week. Um, but yeah, and there's quite a bit of chat around them. So that is the order of proceedings for today. But first, as our new icebreaker, which you didn't get to experience because we didn't foul the last episode, Benjamin, how's your week been? Uh, it's been pretty good. Um, I had to shift one of my training. I had, had to shift my training day uh, from Wednesday to Thursday. And the way my program is written is that you kind of needed a rest day after that, after that full Wednesday session. Mm. So I am suffering uh today <laughs> so uh th- just to give you a flavor the start of my wednesday session was built to a heavy power clean take 70 percent of that and do 30 for time uh plus a load of deadlifts after uh and then a very uh aggressively uh hip hinging um volume metcon piece afterwards uh, and then today i had kettlebell deadlifts uh kettlebell farmers carries chester bar uh, oh, yeah. followed by 30 sandbag cleans for time awesome. so yeah i'm uh uh d- d- horrendous yeah yeah <laughs> i was it was just it was a day of moving nice. and so i moved slowly <laughs> more slowly than i normally move as well which is uh something to, to see how how's your week been How's how's uh, week two of prep? Exactly for... prep to the UK champs, even though still not officially even in it because they still can't send out invites. But supposedly they're coming out next week. But should be good. They've actually increased the number of invites for the RS division, so there's literally mathematically no way I don't get in unless another one of my videos gets voided. Um, but yeah, I should be fine. I mean, I am well. I should be fine. Put <laughs> that way. <laughs> The worst in case that happens, I... <laughs> you can go see the leaderboard if you want, but I'm not. I'm not going to say where I am, but not. I'm all right. Um, but yeah, so that, yeah, this week's been all right. Uh, same as you've had to shift training around a bit. How stressful! First world problems. Um, 
was doing a <laughs> long charity event today, which we'll get into in a second. But because of that, I was going to miss my whole Saturday. So I had to shift my whole training week one day forward. So like you, after my Wednesday, I usually do a massive day on a Wednesday because I know I'm just doing easy aerobic stuff on a Thursday, mm. but I didn't really have that luxury. So I just w- literally went Monday through th- Friday, just all. And I didn't really do add in my easy aerobic on that uh, Thursday because I just basically did my Friday and my Saturday those days. So yeah, my body was an absolute bit by yesterday. And then today didn't really help that either, but uh, it's all good. Uh, but yeah, I would not recommend doing, uh, what did I do? I would not recommend doing heavy deadlifts uh into uh heavy hang cleans into what is other oh, actual deadlift cycling as well three days on the trot with other, like loads of gymnastics in there so that's not the one but you know it is what it is so yeah all right and then yeah today tackled a seven hour long amrap for charity at uh the gym i go to uh the train zone in wellen um it was a 1k row on the concept two rower a 2k bike on the c2 bike a 1k run and then 20 burpees or basically down ups we pretty much did down ups didn't really like extend your hand over your head or anything just did a little hop on the spot um but yeah that was quite savage there were two of the members who so uh, you so you know all your burpees is is, is that what you're saying <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly um <laughs> pretty much so zero, so zero burpees were done so basically <laughs> so, i was sorry. actually failed at the first round <laughs> So he got time capped <laughs> at the first round. Um, I completed one yeah, yeah. k row, two k <laughs> bike, and a one k yeah. run. Exactly, if it's an online video. Uh, that yeah, cap there. Hate to see it. Um, <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, no, it was good. Well, I, I was going to donate. Now I'm not. <laughs> uh, I was flying through them though. I was ripping through them. As we know, my burpees aren't too shabby. Shout out the Sid workout two a whatever it was. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so no, it was good. It was tough. I did with two members who do a lot of Ironmans and uh, like triathlons. So they're pretty savage when it comes to like, long endurance stuff. They do some like crazy things. And yeah, so just gave it a crack. We started at 5.30 this morning. So I was up at four. Had to get down there for like five and like just open the gym all that jazz. So it's been a long day. Here we are. We're been up for over t- 13 hours now. Um, but yeah, um, it was good did what was it 22 and a half rounds basically so we got 23k worth of rowing uh, 46k worth of biking really 47 because we did an extra thousands basically the timing wasn't going to line up so instead of going out on the long one one on the long 1k route and like finishing at a really random distance away from the gym we just decided to cycle an extra thousand and then just do a short run out and back so we could actually finish in the gym for a bit of atmosphere so yeah, it was like 23k road, 47-ish k bike, uh, 20, uh, 22 and a bit uh, k run, and then 440 burpees or down ups or just no reps if you want to if you want to say that. Um, but yeah, so no, it was good. It was tough, but the last good two, stuff. Yeah, good stuff. I think four and a half hours in, the last two and a half hours were very rough. I was about four and a half yeah. hours in. I was like, I was mentally happy with how I done. I was like, okay, I think I, I could honestly just quit now and be fine. <laughs> yeah, the last two and a half was really, really bad. But no, it was all good. Only cramped badly twice on the road. That's good. That's really um, good. Like my like hamstrings just started locking up for two of the rows, mm-hmm. which wasn't ideal. But yeah, then they they're sort of clear that they seemed to clear themselves out a bit. But yeah, it was good. 
Very good fun. Go atmosphere. But yeah, it was quite tough. My legs are in bits. And now. all for a good cause as well. Um, yeah, for a great cause. I guess for, uh, yeah, uh, breast cancer charity. So all we'll good. throw up the Just Giving link uh, when we release the podcast as well. Yep. Do that um, definitely. Lovely stuff. Right. Yeah. Let's get into these age group semis leaderboards then. Mm-hmm. Which have finally been confirmed uh, earlier this week, uh, which is good. So I think it's worth us just going through and highlighting uh, the European athletes that have made it through um, because y- you tend to see outside of the individual, well, including the individual, um, lots of dominated by the US guys and the Canadians. So starting in the girls 14 to 15. And interestingly, there's a Guatemalan uh, athlete on top. Uh, and she won three of the six events which is really really impressive uh for her uh but from a european standpoint we've got mira varga um from hungary uh doesn't like she's competing out of an affiliate uh and oh this is gonna be a tough one uh selissa elina out of anjou crossfit uh in france as well so two europeans in that category really impressive yeah. uh, we had uh, of them. yeah and then we had belinda is that dennett uh yeah just missing out in a uh, 12th place so good effort from her seems like event three and four uh were the ones that probably knocked her down a bit um mm. so but yeah still uh a good effort so yeah nice right on to the the boys boys 14 to 15. Uh, we got Paul Martin Tears of CrossFit 77 feet um, coming in in fifth, uh, along with uh, another Spanish guy, uh, Cesar Tijista out of CrossFit PTB. Um, and he makes it through in ninth. And then Pablo Tronchon uh, out of France makes it through in um in 10th in that final spot he did his workouts at crossfit high five um and Tight, for yeah. the 14 and 15 year olds there's a surprising number of 14 year olds in the top 10 as well mm. i'll yeah, tell I you what got... i don't know if the trend's going to follow but through like the teens but there's so many just young spanish and french kids i mean it was um quite evident also just in semis like semis and quarters just in the normal in the open division like it's just a lot of young Young blood in, uh, especially yeah, Spain and France, uh, a bit of Germany. But yeah, it's just interesting. Like we're slacking. UK think needs to up their game. If you look at affiliate numbers, um, and I think especially coming out of COVID, like uh, affiliate numbers sort of peaked in the UK, like just pre-COVID, uh, and so naturally you didn't have that opportunity for all those kids in those gyms. Whereas affiliate numbers have started to peak post covid in a lot of those countries in france and spain so they've got a lot more opportunity uh for the kids to get into the gyms as well which i think has been is that they're starting to see that those sort of dividends pay off um yeah and and you've also got gone i can say do you think it's cheaper out there as well because like memberships for most crossword gyms isn't uh, isn't cheap like it's quite expensive um uh, no but i do think there's a different culture um in the uk compared to other other countries like in the uk we do have a lot of culture of team sport but i don't think that we necessarily have the same culture of 
sort of general health and fitness. Yeah. Um, I, like, and that's a you know you you look at these countries and I think sort of gyms are omnipresent um, in kids' lives up to you know fifteen, sixteen. Like they get to use them in schools and stuff. Whereas that isn't much prevalent in the UK outside of the public school system, really. Uh, from my perspective, anyway, from what I've seen. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's like like a lot of things. Um, I think I think JSTs talk about it quite a lot about wanting to sort of create that sort of um, environment that kids could come into and, and succeed in as well. Um, but I would be interested to see if there's a sort of direct correlation between the number of CrossFit kids um, seminars that are hosted in a country and the number of and the the representation that they get at the team level as well, because ultimately the team level is still so small compared to that even you know the majority of the age groups as well. Uh, it's still t- absolutely tiny. But yeah, yeah, no, you you you're, you're right in terms of identifying that France and Spain are getting some strong performance. But moving on to girls sixteen seventeen, uh, referencing Spain, uh, Elia Delomo in fourth uh, has made it through. Uh, Lucy McGonagall made it through in third. Um, so I, I was kind of expecting her to do quite well, but she had that first workout, really struggled with it. Uh, it looks like came 23rd. Um, so that's a huge points deficit there for her to try and accrue coming back in. Uh, and then in eighth, you've got Belgros Bjornsdotter out of CrossFit Irakjevic. Perhaps unsurprisingly, might be a name to keep an eye on for the future. Uh, she made it through in eighth, uh, had a fairly strong performance as well. Uh, and then in ninth, we had a Veronica Voriskova out of the Czech Republic at CrossFit Pulsen. Uh, but she did all of her workouts at C23 CrossFit, which I think is where the program's based. Am I right? Um, that's a good point. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Um, maybe I can't remember where the where is the program based again. Um, Mallorca. Oh, that's it. Yeah, C twenty three CrossFit. Yeah. Fair ah. I wa- yeah, I watched. So that's their, interesting. Like, so training, the like semi final prep camp vlogs the other day, and it looked well. From the I can't say like it looked like it was that type of country, but I know what you mean. <laughs> if you get me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Mister Hosking showing off his uh, his cultural skills there. I got an A in geography. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, moving right, on to the boys, to... yeah, yeah, the boys, sixteen, seventeen-year-olds. Um, like, and and I think to touch on this point about uh, the, the way that kids develop and the way that we develop them, I, I think because CrossFit still has such a bias on strength, we've got one through seven are. US qualifiers, um, perhaps unsurprisingly. Uh, and then a, an Australian in eighth, a Brazilian in ninth, and then Hugo Janssen out of Sturka CrossFit, um, who's 90 kilos at 17. It's huge. Um, yeah, that's big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he was, he was able to be the sole... Uh, European representative um, coming out of there. Uh, we had Il- Ilya Ilan James out of CrossFit first time, uh, which is a name that we've already referenced. 
coming in 11th as well. Um, so if any of those guys aren't able to make it, obviously we'll get another European through as well. Moving on to the women's 65 plus, and we have a UK qualifier in Karen yeah. Dawkins out of CrossFit Warminster. Mm. Um, 65 years old. That's absolutely huge. Um, yeah. I mean, that, domi- that, um, that category is literally dominated by America. That is... Like... Yeah. it's No, uh, you'll see this going from 65 down to, I'm going to say, like 45. It's just dominated by the US completely. Um, I think, there's, you know, like, there's 28 in that leaderboard and only five are not from the US. It's madness, isn't it? Absolute domination. Yeah. Um, so yeah, awesome to see Karen making it through across at Warminster. Uh, hopefully, she's able to make it across to the US for uh, for the games. Moving on to the men, sixty five plus again. Like it's going to be a similar picture. I think there are this is less three non US yeah, lads. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, this is this is mad, man. It's absolutely insane. Um, Jean Louis Duret. Uh, CrossFit Atom in France has made it through in ninth. Uh, so props to him. Uh, flying the flag for Europe. Oh, David on... Hippenstill's in this uh, division. The GOAT. 65 <laughs> the mo- plus. The, mo- the movement quality GOAT. He's in third. Is he 67 now? Well, he's wow. in this division. But, uh, he yeah. got a seven second handstand hold, and that was enough for fourth. You know what? I told you those demo videos when these workouts came out with yeah, these groups. I told you. I know. That's why they That's, picked that guy yeah. to do them. Yeah, was, yeah. Everyone was like trolling him, but I was like, well, they're trying to make it more accurate to the more, yeah. like the, there's more ages who will be performing the movements like hit that guy. Um, <laughs> that was quite funny. <laughs> I'm very impressed. 10, seconds, well, was second, well, 10 seconds was second place. What was a win? 13 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Elite. Hashtag built different. I mean, to be fair, uh, how old is that guy who got the one? Uh, he is 65, like, fair play. That's still pretty impressive. Um, there are definitely people in the UK who cannot stand up on their own two feet, let alone their hands for that length of time. Uh, but anyway. Oh, that was impressive. Um, sorry. <laughs> right. Don't, don't, don't get me started on the state, on the state of sick care in this country. Oh, I refuse to call it It could be our spin-off show. It could be our spin-off show. <laughs> ben rants about the political yeah, exactly. situation of the UK. Uh, also known as Ben finally uses his politics degree. Um, we will have Savon for us have shut up and scribble for their programming. We'll just have shut up and Ben featuring <laughs> Ben Bodycom for an hour. <laughs> oh dear! Uh, the women sixty to sixty four. Uh, we don't have any. We, uh, no Europeans even made it through. But something to note is that you've got uh, one New Zealander and three Australians who've made it. Uh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, am I sure? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. And then you've also got uh, one of the longest games competitors of all time, um, oh, who has been at. Yeah, she's also the goat. Um, I mean, the goat of consistency. She's only had what two podium finishes in that time. Uh, but Lynn Natman, 
first went to the games in 2010 um, and has podiumed twice since then and has made it 2010, 2011, 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 21 and 22. So every year there has been a games that she can qualify for, she has been there. Uh, so that is incredibly impressive from her. Um, yeah, oh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't get... talking about her. I was actually talking about uh, that Susan Clark. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. So, oh no, Susan Clark is the goat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doubt. Um, if you want to run and give give some details on Susan Clark, yeah, I'm looking at her profile now. She's from 2014. Uh, her worldwide rank. This is off like this new system. 2014 first. 2015 second, 2016 first, 2017 third, 2019 first, 2021 fourth, 2023 second. Um, but she's been like number one, basically Canadian uh, every year. So if you if you basically. scroll down, you can you can now see her games appearance. Oh yeah, okay, that's that's what I was confused about. Yeah, she uh, yeah yeah she's taken what what's that a win one two three four four. Oh no, no sc- scroll down right to the bottom. Of that oh, page. that yeah, that was it. Okay, yeah, yeah. She got wins in every year she's competed. Um, yeah, that's what I was trying to look for, but then maybe Basically, I thought I heard that stat wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Susan she's Clark turn, uh, now turns up to the games every other year and wins it every single time. She went in 2014, won it. Went in 2015, won it. Then went 2017, 19, and 21, won it. Naturally, she didn't compete last year, but it's 2023, so she's back and she's ready to win. Uh, so yeah, so, so <laughs> I, I I I do her program on the side. Um, yeah, so excited to see how she does there. Um, looks like it's a little bit of a stiffer competition this year. Uh, moving on to the men, sixty to sixty four. Um, in tenth is our only European, which is Gerardo Schiatti uh, out of Italy, if you can tell. Uh, and then we also had Magnus Panateg in uh, from Sweden who goes to Stoker CrossFit in 11th, so just missing out by 11 points um, to make it through as well. Then, Again, all looking just at the women 55... Crazy. Apart from it is. Obviously. No, it's, yeah. And and as we sort of start to filter down, we get to the women 55-59. Number one, Lee Coates out of CrossFit Coastal um, uh, in the UK. Just by Aunt Haynes. Oh, is she Hong Kong then? I think she must be. I think she is, yeah. Uh, so she obviously competes out of Hong Kong because uh, Aunt Haynes, who was previous national champion of there, uh, is listed as her judge. Uh, so she's made it through. Um, next closest European uh, is Marsha van Glanenwegel. Uh, out of Netherlands and AG CrossFit. Men, 55 to 59. Um, We've got two Europeans in what is becoming a theme of scraping the last two qualifying spots. Uh, We've got David Uzan Dizaga in ninth out of CrossFit Bellum and Anders Amran out of CrossFit Naka in Sweden uh, in 10th. So both of those guys just making it through. Uh, moving on to the women, 50 to 54. Uh, our first Norwegian that I think we've referenced. Yep. Um, Jana Naomi Rovik uh, in 
10th at the age of 51 from Kick CrossFit. So well done to her. Referencing some of the UK athletes, Helen McLeod in 15th at the age of 51 um, from Claymore CrossFit. Uh, so obviously she missed out. Uh, it's, it's quite a tight leaderboard. Um, so she missed out by 54 points. So not too far off at all. And Becky Knowles also made it through there as well. She was from CrossFit Truro uh, and she ended up in 19th. And moving on to the men now, um, uh, Giulio Silvino out of CrossFit Teramo uh, has made it through uh, in first place for the men, 50 to 54. Uh, so he'll be looking to, and he had a fairly decent points gap as well. Um, not that great aerobically, it looks like. Um, he was 17th in workout 1A, which was that sort of long double under rowing shuttle run chipper. Um, but looks to have done fairly well. Um, yeah, well, it looks like the guy behind him pretty much lost it because of the handstand hold. Yeah. Um, yeah obviously, he still would have won overall, but it would have been a lot closer if he had a better handstand hold. But, yeah. Moving on to the women 45 to 49 and the queen of UK CrossFit, uh, Kelly Friel, uh, in her first year in that age category, um, storms to victory with nothing lower than a seventh place. And that was the and Sunhold, where she got 50 seconds. Uh, so ridiculously impressive uh, performance from her. Mm. Uh, in fourth, Meretuli Kalio out of Finland. Uh, and three Brazilians, actually. Yeah, I know. So there's um, quite a few Brazilians, actually, plotted around with leaderboards. Quite a few. Um, yeah. No comment on... Well, I'll just, I'll just follow this thing. Anything just, that... No, I just... Literally yeah, just um but yeah to touch on it like we've seen a huge growth in brazil amongst affiliate numbers so probably expect that to i'm expecting that to continue like brazil is the sort of new crossfit growth area allegedly Mm. um after i I think they weren't able to sort of penetrate the chinese market as much as they expected to um moving on men 45 to 49 this is is a controversial one if you've seen the uh, oh, I I, I think I put it on in the background, but I haven't actually listened to it. Do you want oh. to give a rundown of what's going on? Uh, yeah, that Gerard Garcia qualified third is just 100% a cheat. So get him out. We don't want him in our sport <laughs> because because we we do believe everything that Hiller says. No, but do go we? watch. No, no, just just go watch a video and like it's pretty clear this guy's a cheat. Um, Got it. Like just go watch it. Just you won't you won't deny that if you watch it, trust me. Like he's put on from his Instagram I think last year, um I don't know what the, I can't remember if it was like last year or the year before, he is basically twice the size as he is now than he was last year, which is not gonna lie, pretty difficult to do when you're a forty five to forty nine year old guy. He's absolutely jacked now. Um, yeah, very sus and like some of his scores were just like eighty two reps and I'm pretty sure they used the same weights um as the rich throning division and he's beated fro he beat throning and panchek so i was like the high i was like mm, that's a bit sus to me um so i think he used fake plates that's what hiller was saying uh, which i wouldn't be surprised but some people do that so i just thought it was quite sus um but you can disagree but uh i would actually uh, agree with hiller's points on that video about this guy yeah um, he didn't do 
he was 12th on the on the workouts that didn't contain a barbell he was 12th and 20th so. yeah there you go yeah it's so, a bit, mm, bit soft. um but i either way uh still the top placed european in that category so <laughs> bring bring home the gold eh well well we'll see what happens bring at the games back. we'll see what happens at the games then <laughs> Yeah, As Garstman said, you can cheat your way, but uh, you'll get exposed at some level. Like back in the day, regionals, people used to cheat their way there. He just argued, oh, well, they'll just get exposed. So maybe this guy will get exposed. If he doesn't, if he backs yeah, it up, his, then maybe fair play. But, um, his weight on his game's profile is 78 kilos. So, <laughs> Yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, uh, from a uh, from the hopefully less controversial athletes to highlight, unless Hosking's <laughs> hiding some knowledge that I know nothing about, uh, Andrea Di Salvatore, uh, CrossFit uh, Parioli, um, he's sitting in eighth uh, out of Italy as well, and then Spencer Whitley out of CrossFit Blockhouse in the UK uh, has qualified in ninth as well with a fairly consistent group of finishes, um, which is pretty good. So good to see that. And Vlad Liashkovich mm. competing out of Europe. Country unknown. I think we all know what that means. <laughs> uh, he's made it through intent as well. I know this guy's not European, but Jason Grubb taking the win. That's uh, apparently his first ever online competition win, even though he's won the in-person stuff quite a few times. So it's quite, quite interesting. And he's got a good actually oh. YouTube channel. It's quite actually interesting watch, just from a master's athlete perspective. Um, he trains out of mayhem with Froning and the boys, so he actually puts out decent content. Would recommend giving it a watch. It's quite it's quite interesting. Like, I think he lives in like a trailer, um, and he has like an ice bath set up and everything like outside like, on the grass. Like it's like a motorhome thing. Um, very random, but yeah, he's a he's he's a force to be reckoned you... with. Are you looking at him and seeing your future? Is this is this no. what's happening? Well, maybe. I don't know. We'll no? see why. That's still quite a way off. 20 years time? I don't know. We'll it's see. 20, it's 20 years. That's quite a long way off. 20 that's years almost, from now, that's you, almost you double my life. Have... <laughs> so I hope I hope things have gone a different direction. But I don't know. I don't know if I'll still be doing CrossFit by this time, in 20 years time. Who knows? Who knows? Watch out. I might be dominating the 45 to 49 age group. Or I might be getting a hill and making videos of me <laughs> about why I'm a cheat. <laughs> His heart rate still doesn't go above 130 on burpees. It makes no sense. <laughs> um, moving on to the women, 40 to 44. Um, Sam Briggs, uh, two first place finishes uh, and a third puts her in fourth. She's made it back to the games. Um, but it's going to be tough for her. So I, I don't know whether she's actually going or not. But, you know, the fact that you've got people like Jen Ryan, who's been a sort of outside regionals athlete uh, for a number of years, uh, and Becca Voigt-Miller, who's in, in that as well. It's going to be interesting to see. I think Hope Cicero has qualified for that previously as well. Um, so we're getting down to the sort of years where there are names that have been around the space for a little bit of time at the highest level uh, as well. Uh, so really cool to see Sam Briggs back there. Um, I was at Sid last year when she retired. And yeah, I think um, interesting to see how she's going to do this year. Uh, moving on to the men's 40 to 44 in what is a very geographically diverse leaderboard with somebody from Lebanon in first, somebody from Slovakia in third, 
a Portuguese in fourth and a Costa Rican in sixth. Uh, top placed European is Frantisek Hereban out of Slovakia. Then we've got Bruno Militao in fourth out of Portugal and CrossFit Al- Alvalade. Uh, following that, Christian Jensen uh, out of Norway uh, is in seventh from CrossFit Grimstad. Uh, and Kasper Mirup just missed out in 11th from CrossFit Hobro in Denmark um, as well. And then the women, 35 to 39 division. Um, top placed... Uh, oh, they've classed them as Asian. Russia's in Asia. I always forget that fact. It's not Europe. Uh, so Laurie Clement in sixth uh, out of CrossFit Car and Carmen Perez Ruiz out of Arta Bros CrossFit in Spain as well. Uh, and Belinda Becker out of the Netherlands uh, CrossFit Bondal Gym South uh, makes it there in ninth as well. And finally, the most exciting division, the one we're all looking forward to and hoping that Reebok stump up the cash to convince Mr. Froning to return to the games. <laughs> um, the men's 35 to 39. Uh, Panchik beat Froning by two points. Um, so I imagine that's not sitting well with Rich at the moment, but I think he's definitely said he's not going. Um, from a European standpoint, uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth, we have Julian Lopez out of CrossFit La Ciotat. Uh, Frederick Gideas out of CrossFit Reykjavik, but obviously from Denmark. That's uh, Annie Thor's daughter's partner. And then Gintas Petrikas out of Lithuania and CrossFit Lesby uh, as well. So, yeah, a, like a fairly strong cohort of Europeans. Um, Steve Fawcett missed out in 12th, but has made it to individual um, semifinals. So we'll be seeing him on the competition floor in Berlin. But not all the time, will we, Matthew? Because unfortunately, CrossFit released some information a couple of days ago that you're not too happy about. And no, that well, is a segue, and you actually, can let's yeah. enjoy that transition because that was a very good right. transition for me. Ben. Well, I might clue up on that though, but I don't know the specific details of that point that you just suggested because not each. I know uh, Europe is going to have probably two floors as well because they've got a super semi because they've got the teams yeah. and like loads of individuals. But I think this was just direct. I don't know if this is start. Maybe it is direct to every single semi, which would be really peak. Um, but yeah, so the point Ben was basically referencing is that basically CrossFit put out saying that we're not going to be able to watch two of the workouts for individuals, which is basically just an absolute joke. Um, But yeah, it just makes no sense. CrossFit, again, just making silly mistakes, just can't sort out how to function as a business. Uh, It's just embarrassing. (laughs) What else can you say? It's just so stupid. There's probably no reasons. Like, Well, okay, they're going to argue there's reasons. But really, is there any reason they can't show those events really like what is the reason uh alex actually at the gym made a good joke saying i guess that 20 percent of layoffs was actually just their camera crew um so that was quite good um but it's just so stupid uh, just once I again mean, i mean i can tell you what it probably is yeah I, well go on in, in individual test one and three are the two longest events mm-hmm. right i imagine you pay people for the hours that they work like you don't just contract them for the full weekend. You pay for bandwidth. You pay for everything like that. So the longest events cost you the most to run. They're difficult to fill time on because 
commentators don't always have, you know, any other facts aside from Justin Medeiros won the event of the games last year. And that's all they talk about. And they don't talk about, you know, the full breadth of the field. But anyway. No, I get that point. Oh, but, still, soapbox, ben. but still, there's just yeah. there's just better ways to go about it. Um, I don't care. Sort it out. Find a way to get those. I don't care what the issue is. Like it's just so stupid. You wait all like the fans of the sport, like us and other people. You wait all year to literally watch just the best of the best to go against each other. A very few, like a small amount of times, and you can't even watch all the tests. It's just so stupid. And the more annoying thing is, they're going to show more of the team workouts. And no offense, people do team, but no one cares about team. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. It is facts. I'm sorry. You can disagree with me, but it's facts. Um, team is for the people who, as we've said, literally aren't going to make the games as individual because either they attempt at that and they realize they can't make it or they're just not at that level anymore or vice versa. They might be trying to get to that level and they just want some experience, which is fine. But at the end of the day, it's not as exciting as watching the best of the best in the world go against each other. Uh, I will accept that team will be a bit more exciting this year because you've got a, bit, a few more well-known names, but still, it's like three teams like, at the same time. I just, it's not interesting. Just give me the individuals head-to-head. And also, these semis are even more stacked. It's like, it's literally, uh, yeah, it's literally half the games field. Basically, you can get to yeah. watch go head-to-head before the games even yeah. happens. And you're not even able to watch two of the events. And they're cool events. I know people say, oh, the endurance one is going to be boring anyway, but so what? Uh, let's watch it. Let's see what I'd, happens. Uh, to, if, if we take that first one, I'd love to watch somebody ski way too aggressively, completely blow up, and then somebody like have paced it a little bit better and yeah. be able to pull past them. Exactly, I agree. But guess what? You won't be able to see it. Um, so Anna Linda with the dumbbells would be cool. But once again, won't be able to see it. And also it'll be loads of the top guys and girls going against each other. Like even, um, I think it's a ladies field. It's pretty much like half the games field are those ladies. And like the top ladies, mm-hmm. like it's a very stat ladies field this first first week. Or no, not me. Is it the East or? Uh, is it yeah, the East. Yeah, it is the East. Yeah, yeah. Stacked so it, yeah, yeah, it's super stacked. And you're not even able to watch two of the events. It's just so stupid. Um. But yeah, what can you do? And I think the thing is, they, they've said they're showing highlights. So I appreciate they the point I made, that, but yeah, they are going to yeah. have cameras on it. Exactly. So, like, so all, just all, film it? I mean... <laughs> I don't I, 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 again, is... I don't understand that point. Like, oh, we're not going to film it, but we're going to film like a highlights package for it. I was like, okay, just film the thing then. Even if it's a shoddy live stream, we already get shoddy live streams. Just give me a I mean, shoddier version. If, if we talk about like, my biggest bugbear with live CrossFit that is shown by a video is that they will always just focus on the leader, right? Or they'll focus on a particular individual. Show me the whole floor and I can watch what I want to watch. Okay. I'll be able to figure out who's in what position because CrossFit should set up the event where it's easy to denote what round somebody is in based on, based on where they are in their lane or based on the position of a marker or something similar to that. Yep. Just set up one camera and live stream it. Like, if I'm being honest, I, I'm fully expecting somebody, some an enterprising individual to do that on their YouTube channel and I will sit there and watch it because that's, that's like, I'm happy to do that. Yeah, well, 100% so, right now. Like, if, if you can record are... it, yeah. 
like I say, well, I think the Savon podcast, surely someone from there is going to these semis. So, you know, they've got their fans who like record things for them. If you've ever watched like their Waterpalooza streams or whatever, there's always someone in the crowd videoing for them. So I'm sure we'll get some low level quality uh, stream, which will be better than nothing. Depends. So can't even complain. Depends what CrossFit allow media to do, I guess. No, I'm talking about people from like the crowd. Like, no, I know, but what do they allow those people to do? Well, I don't know. They can't even do scoring right, so I doubt they're going to have to stop someone showing a live stream. <laughs> so that's the least Oof. of my issues. <laughs> um, it's just oh. so stupid. Oh, just, no, no I, know. I know. It's just know. ridiculous. And then, like, in the comments, I don't know if you saw the post, CrossFit literally responds to people going, like, yes, we're listening. We're listening to your points. It's like, okay, then do something about it. I saw um, Mike Halpin's response was that uh, CrossFit are trying to, like, this is CrossFit trying to professionalize the sport, allegedly. And that it's them trying to encourage more people to turn up in person to the events. Um, yeah, I mean, I can get that argument-ish, but at the same time... No, just like we're, we're, then the, the sport's not at that level yet. Um, so I, yes, you can you can extrapolate that out and make a logical argument, but that doesn't really apply to the situation because more people. Yeah, still like it, it. It, like I can I can pull my phone out and watch a full HD stream. Like, why would I bother paying the money to go to watch it in person? Yeah, but I say that you would though, because like, if we had one local, we would go watch it. Like really, if we had yeah, one no, in London, we'd be going to watch it. Um, most likely, well, obviously, I, still... I, I wouldn't because I've I've inadvertently booked a holiday for the for the worst yeah, time yeah. of year. But <laughs> that's another whole issue. Don't get me started on that. Anyone want to put in a uh, application for co-host for a month <laughs> period? Feel free to DM us because Ben's decided for some reason during literally the second busiest time. Arguably the busiest if you want to class because it's over a month period. He's decided to go jet setting across the globe and leave me stranded. <laughs> hey, um, I've said if I'm allowed to, I'm more than happy to record. Yep, yeah, fair enough. I'll see it when I believe if I'm it. allowed to. Exactly. Welcome to welcome to my world. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm very happy in my. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on. Right, should we uh, should we talk about the Zach thing quickly? Because um honestly we're getting called out i'm not gonna name this person i'm so tempted to but they know who they are if they're listening to us and i know they're listening to this because <laughs> they're like a super fan of the show uh we're getting called out for bossing it just because we literally lost half our audio and like footage so hush that person uh we're going to talk about it again just to rehash the whole thing uh so basically last or last week or two weeks ago even the news that uh sat george had basically uh, pulled out of the team competition and left the team stranded because he basically had signed uh, for a new Gladiator TV show, um, which for him is, yeah, a pretty big deal. But obviously when that happened and the news broke, uh, there was a lot of uh, opinions, let's say, th uh, being thrown about on the internet. Some good, some bad. Um, but yeah, and then we also have our own opinions on it. Um, yeah, I think we should say, I mean, we said this last time, but uh obviously we have some type of connection to zach like obviously i've been a member at bfg for a bit so i know zach on a uh like a personal level not anywhere near as close that you do 
And uh, I'll let Ben speak for himself. But Ben knows him very well. Uh, been with him pretty much all around the world to all his major events. Literally been his uh, coach, basically like in the coach's corner for him. So Ben has, yeah, uh, been through a lot with Zach. So we do have, you could argue, a more biased standpoint. But I still think our opinions are fairly relevant on this topic. Um, oh, I don't know. Ben, do you want to start? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I think exactly what you've said. Obviously, we, we come from this from a slightly more nuanced position. Like I, I obviously didn't know anything about it up until the announcement went out as much as, as anyone did. Um, and I think like you see opportunities like that uh they don't they don't come along that often um it's potentially a life-changing opportunity i'm not saying that going to the games on a team is not also a potential life-changing opportunity but it's a potential life-changing opportunity it is not a guaranteed life-changing opportunity and it's not guaranteed they would have made the game as well yeah like likely Um, but not guaranteed either they still to go to semis yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, having seen the workouts, yeah, I think it would have been interesting, to say the least. Mm. Um, but we'll touch on that when Matthew allows me to talk about team programming, um, <laughs> which, given given his views on team at this point, <laughs> I think you know where he stands. Yeah. Well, I, lo- I love programming. Uh, like, I love programming. We can talk about the team programming, but just as yeah, yeah. an interest to watch. Uh, it's not always the most exciting thing. I think it's just, again, it's just the people involved. Like, again, as I said, it was a bit more exciting-ish because there's a few bigger names that you sort of know from individual who are now teaming mm-hmm. up. But again, it's just a lot of the people you don't know. And it's not like their fault. It's just because they don't do the individual competitions. So they don't get the limelight. So you have no idea who they are and you have no attachment to them as a fan. Indeed. So it's just hard to get invested in a team. Um so that's just yeah, but that's a whole different. Let's let's just let's just get back on track, right? The, yeah, the Zach thing. <laughs> so yeah, obviously, like he, uh, the team has been let down. That the team had plans for this season that now they're not able to fulfill due to the fact they don't have a reserve. Um, uh, you can say that that's probably an oversight, but um, from what I've seen, like the the, the understanding was that they were going in as a team it was going to be those four it wasn't going to be anyone else so whatever happened be it injury be it um somebody pulling out because they couldn't do x y or z you know it would have that's that's the decision that they were going to stick by and that's the decision that they made at the start of the season so yes it's um a shame and like i i feel for i i feel for the team members and, and i think they all do you know like will was close to qualifying for individual, uh, not individual, age group semifinals. Um, but I think there was an error with uh, one of his workouts and he got docked a load of points. So he might have made it through and then potentially would have done quite well in a number of those workouts. Um, and potentially like ha- had an avenue there. Uh, Nicole's got a number of different events coming up. But and, and I think this is... Uh, and and Janie, um, I, I think she's got a couple of things coming up in, uh, as well, um, from what I've seen. But regardless, I, I think from my perspective, like yes, I, I appreciate. I do a podcast on CrossFit. I spend two and a half to three hours a day in the CrossFit gym. I 
<laughs> I obsess over CrossFit and and I quite like it. Uh, but there are bigger things in 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 this world to focus on, and, and I think, um, yeah, I I obviously don't get it as a sort of semi professional athlete how how that sort of impact can be taken, but I think you, you when you consider the wider context of a decision that you're making for yourself and your family like i completely get it and i'm yeah completely aligned to it so that's my stance on it uh jason cf media as matt said put a very uh nuanced piece together significantly less nuanced than uh another crossfit youtube personality <laughs> and mr hiller had put together which was an interesting one um so yeah, I'd, I'd I'd suggest going and taking that out because I, I feel like that's much more of a neutral perspective than you're probably going to get here. Um, like like I, I empathize with the team. I really really do. It's a really tough position for them to be in, but equally like I can completely understand the decision that and, and why Zach took it. Yeah. Fair. Enough. In terms of other team news. Um, Oh, we're not going to give my CrossFit opinion. Rotherham. Oh, cheers, boss. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I thought you'd given your opinion. Yeah, off you go. No, go no. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and the news broke, and I was like, "Well, that's a bit peak for the team." Not gonna lie, probably not the best look for Zach. And yeah, there was a lot of hate getting uh, thrown at him. Which, I mean, from their perspectives, yeah, it's not. They don't know. They don't, they don't know any different to them. They have just seen a guy basically sack off his team for a big opportunity. And they just—they're basically trying to defend like the teammates who were sort of uh, let down, I suppose. But then, obviously, like when we speak, there's a lot of things behind the scenes that made the whole situation just really awkward in general. There's like a lot of NDAs um, and like just not uh, just poor communication. That's what I said in the last when we recorded last. Just poor communication all round, which made the whole situation just awkward to manage. And then, yeah, as Ben said, look at the end of the day, CrossFit. Uh, there's not that many financial opportunities, um, especially coming from team. And you're probably like not going to be like a, you know, a super team that's going to go and dominate and get all this limelight. You're literally just going for basically yourself and to tick off a goal, which in itself is very admirable and, you know, is a real thing for a lot of people. Um, but at the same time, Zach also had a new baby and he's got a family to look after. So when you get an opportunity like that, it would be quite crazy to turn it down. It's just really unfortunate the way it all turned out and the timing of everything as well. Because like the timing of the filming, I believe, is exactly the same time as the Europe semis. So if that was like on different weekends or like a month apart, literally this would be not even an issue. So again, that hasn't helped the situation either. Literally just a timing uh, clash uh, in scheduling. Yeah. No, I just didn't think he wanted to do a, like just have to let them down. Um, but just the way things panned out. Uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate. But people are going to say what they're going to say. Um, again, no one else is in his position as well. So there's a lot of people who say this stuff, but for them in his position, probably would have done exactly the same thing as him. Uh, but yeah, if you watch that Jason CrossFit media thing, he actually made a fair point that he actually messaged the team, other individuals, and all, uh, uh, most of them seem actually more okay with it than other people like who are trying to defend them, almost like just people... Uh, making comments and things like I said the actual teammates themselves are more accepting of the situation probably because they know maybe deep down that they would have done the same thing as well and it's not the end of the world um, and it is just CrossFit 
but yeah, it wasn't the best situation. Um, but yeah, that's it really. What can you say? Like everyone's gonna have a different opinion on it. Um, yeah, my overall opinion. Yeah, no, just, no, I think yeah, the not great all round, but no. at the end of the day, uh, Zouch was doing, I suppose, what uh, was best for him, and he yeah definitely wasn't trying to. Uh, you know, let down his teammates. It was just really unfortunate with all the the whole overall situation. Um, but yeah, that's it, really. So yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I, I think we're both on the same page on this. Like, it's yeah. a you don't have. You know, nobody would begrudge a footballer moving to a, a, a new club where he gets. You know a whole host of things attributed to moving to that new club. It's like, I, I, I guess it's a similar sort of situation you can paint there. Um, you know, going for a big contract or whatever. Um, not that it might necessarily be a big contract. I don't actually know. I don't know why I'm saying that. I'm, but yeah, it's, um, it, it is what it is at the end of the day. But mm. uh, to compound that news, uh, there was, some news came out this week from CrossFit Rotherham, who actually qualified, uh, I think it was in third out of the team quarterfinals, um, heading into Europe from Europe. Uh, they unfortunately have lost one of their females, Sapphire Goddard, um, who uh, I think she's torn her ACL. Uh, so she's gone into surgery already. So they've had to call up a replacement uh, for her, which is Alexandra Dimitreo. Uh, who was listed as an alternate, uh, so they were able to use her. Uh, so that definitely puts a, I would say, a dent in their chances. Because um, uh, obviously it's happened fairly close. I, I think they're quite lucky in the fact that Berlin is the final. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the final event. So they kind of get an idea of what, timings and things they're going to need to ensure that they're in the best possible position obviously depending on her strengths and weaknesses where they need to really really push hard and where they can you know sort of do some damage limitation a little bit as well so yeah um i think they were sort of like the best uk hope really going into it um but we'll see how that goes um heading into berlin as well yep Cool. Right. Should we get into the good stuff then? The semi-finals programming. <laughs> I'm sorry, Go on then. I'm sorry, poor people, for boring you for the last hour. We're now finally getting into the actual. Yeah. Bit. How the hell have we recorded this for an hour? I've got things to do this evening. <laughs> oh. oh dear, we're finally at the interesting bit, but it's okay. <laughs> yes, and we're finally going to talk about the team workouts. <laughs> no. <laughs> semi-finals are back thank you uh crossfit website um first workout 3k echo bike hand over hand pull 84 feet 2k assault air runner hand over hand pull 84 feet 1k skierg hand over hand pull 92 feet Female weight, 180 pounds. Male weight, 225 pounds with a time cap of 30 minutes. Tell me what you're thinking. Uh, well, obviously on the surface, it's just a like, fairly aerobic test, I suppose you could say. 
obviously we don't know how that sled is going to play out on the floor. Is it going to be, I know they've got the weights in there, but if it's on a sticky floor, it's going to feel a lot heavier than the 225 and 180 pound sled. If it's on a very easy floor, it might feel right. It's hard to say. You just don't know what the type of sled they're going to use, what the surface is. So that literally plays a massive factor because time domain wise, if you look at that simply be like, oh, that's just literally just all machines and a waste of time of doing these, this random sled pull. If it's going to slide along really quickly, you're going to be what? If it's, if it slides along very quickly, you're going to be there for what? I don't know, 15, 20 seconds, basically doing a sled pull for three sets. It's like, it's basically pointless compared to, um, if it's like really sticky and you could get, and it might take like, you know, almost close to a minute. And if it's really heavy and a sludge to pull, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out um i don't mind it it's just a, a pretty classic like a you know long endurance e start to a weekend of a crossfit event um i mean we can reference it later on but when we look down the line for the first four workouts it does have a similar feel to the 2018 regionals which was triple three for event one back in the day and that was the uh was it 3k row 300 dubs and then a three mile run so obviously it's not exactly the same workout, but that type of, you know, longer time domain aerobic work. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a bad workout. It's probably, yeah, it's probably the least exciting in on paper of movements and time uh, of all the events, but that doesn't mean it would be a boring workout to watch. It's still always interesting just to see how the athletes attack the machines and, you know, who paces um, well and who, you know, who can go at a really aggressive pace and maybe that backfires and all that jazz. So it can still be exciting and it'll be a good watch to see people. I believe Roman and Hopper in the same uh, semis and they're like basically the two of the best on machines. And in this type of workout, you, I wouldn't be surprised to see them literally go toe for toe, um, which would be exciting watch, but we won't be able to watch anyway. So it doesn't even matter. <laughs> and that'll be mention one. <laughs> Uh, of the next 10 mentions that Matthew has of how much he hates CrossFit for the decisions that they've made <laughs> regarding <laughs> the viewing uh, of all yeah, of the workouts. Yeah, is it, is it wrong? It's fair, isn't it? No, 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 it's not wrong. I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. It's anyway, um, I think I think this workout pretty much does, come, does just come down to the hand-over-hand pull. Um, how that is structured, how it looks... Uh, what sort of limitations are placed on athletes as well? Um, what sort of penalties? Uh, so, so if you imagine it's a hand over hand pull, your feet have to remain where they are. That completely changes that. Like it turns into essentially like a a horizontal pull, right? And that's completely different than it would be if you were able to just you know get like a big old lean back with it. Um, really you know, step back, use your legs a little bit more, have some space to maneuver. Like if you don't have any of that, then you know, it makes things a little bit more dif different. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't get the necessarily get the variance on the different machines really. Like, does it make mm. that much difference? I think yeah. it's just, just, it feels like, they could have been spread across the other events a little bit better, but what do I know? Mm. Given the fact what? that we have, yeah, what is it, seven machine usage usages mm. or whatever, according is to JR? Seven, Echo, Assault, Ski, we've got Run, Twice, 
Got the echo again. And I got the row. Yeah. So I saw seven monostructural is what you meant, not like just machine. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll get into it. The yeah. last workout also has the Echo Bike, which I mean, you could look at. Then what's the point of having it here again? It's a bit random. Um, I think it could have just been, I saw Bible spin up, could have just been ski, run, ski, which I mean could have been quite interesting. Yeah. Um, or yeah. could just been ski through all of it because you've got a bit of running coming. I know it's a shorter run later on, like a sprint, but having running twice as well. But then I suppose the argument for that is if you have lots of running at the games, you might as well get people there who can actually be all right running as well not just test out the games and let people uh sneak through who haven't even been tested at that type of modality yet uh but yeah be interesting to see how it plays out i don't i don't know if i agree that's all on about the sled pool because the machine is still a bit of time i know these guys are all elite and can hold good paces but you can still make up if you made up five seconds each machine there's still 15 seconds that will play a factor but um, yeah but i i think the separation that you'll get based on technique on the hand of a hand pull is going to be huge is, yeah. is my my view of it like having watched people do that before and you know like we go back to the greatest hand over hand pull event that crossfit has ever has ever done that gave us the single greatest josh bridges celebration photo ever um I, I think you know like you saw the difference there in how people were doing it um, you know, who had the best uh, placing for their feet on the sandbags or worms that were placed in front of them. Like, it's like things like that make a huge difference. They shouldn't, but they do. <laughs> so seeing how much like how much wiggle room you have in, in terms of how you can do this, I think is probably what's really interesting for me. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, we don't know how it's going to be forced to perform. So, yeah, it will still play a role, but it depends how much, depending on the standards. And again, like the surface and the type of sled they use, because there's different types of sleds and they all uh, will feel a bit different. And the rope, depends what the rope is. It could be, if it's a short rope and you have to like actually, you can only put it 20 feet and then have to run out at 20 feet again to pull it again, rather than just one long, yeah. super long yeah. rope. Again, that's a difference as well. So yeah. there's lots of little factors that yeah. aren't really in the details, but we will find out how that uh, goes down next week. Right, number two, we have as many reps as possible in three minutes of five ring complexes and one ring complex is one toes to ring, one muscle up and run, uh, one ring dip into 20 single leg squats and then into max burpees over a box. You complete three rounds, resting one minute between rounds, and your score is total reps across the three rounds. And a little twist is you have to wear a ruck. So for the ladies, it's a 10-pound ruck to a 24-inch box, and the guys, it's a 20-pound ruck to a 30-inch box. Um, very interesting. I think it's the first type of workout we've seen in a semi-final slash regional format like this, like this type of AMRAP, max reps, reset type workout. Um, and it's just basically pure gymnastics, well, well, weighted gymnastics as well. And the ring complex, again, is quite new. But yeah, very interesting. I mean, again, this just, just scream boz and is gymnastics bias. Um, I don't know. I, th I still quite like it, though. Like, it's a bit different. Um, again, there's a few details we don't know. Like 20 single leg squats, is that alternating? Is that 10 and 10? And the max burpees over box, is that actual jump or can you use your hands? Um, so be interested to see how that actually plays out um but yeah what, what do you think i think then? i think 
depending on how that hand over hand pull goes in the first one, like people's grip is going to be toasty mm. heading into this because I, I imagine everyone will go out will feel be feeling pretty fresh. Um, what the toes to ring does is it extends the time that you'd have as part of the complex. Like I kind of thought thought we were going to see muscle up plus ring dips, etc. Um, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure if we were going to see toes to ring muscle up ring dips um, as an example. So yeah, that's I think going to be quite interesting. Sorry, where were we on that? Um, yeah, I, I think I, I, what makes me a little bit sadder is that on this one as well, the it's only three rounds. Yeah, like you I'm... can't really, yeah, you can't really do too much damage to yourself in those three rounds. It's it's the same thing. Like you know, Boz is so focused on execution that he doesn't really care about what your capacity is. He cares more about like, can you do things right and can you do things fast. Mm. As opposed to, can you do things for a sustained period of time and get as many reps as possible in that time? You do say that. It's I kind do, of how I see this. Yeah, I do agree that it's only three rounds, but also it's interesting. I think through testing, um, he probably found, because five ring complex is not a lot. It's only going to be 15 muscle-ups. Um, is that right? Yeah, 15. So obviously you've got the toes ring and the dip in there, but it's not a huge amount of that type of volume that these athletes can handle. Same for uh, the squats. It's only 60 in total. Obviously, they're wearing the ruck. So, yes, that is going to play a factor. But I think they're actually going to go quite fast through it that they're going to have a lot of time on the burpees. And I think when you're racing burpees, as we all know, burpees uh, are quite gassy and you've got a ruck on and you're going over quite a high inch uh, box. It's literally, I think I play a massive factor. And I think the one and the classic one minute rest is never enough. You think it's enough, but yeah. it's not enough to be fully yeah, recovered. Yeah. So I think the athletes are going to be feeling it from round two onwards. They're going to go out so hot. And yeah, it'd be interesting. I think it'd be quite a good race. Um, but yeah. So if it's, if it's soft boxes and you just have to clear the box, you have to clear that height, no hands or anything like that. Yeah, then I kind of get it. What do you mean clear? As in like burpees but jump onto it and over or actually over the box? Burpees over box. Don't touch the box. Mm. Well, that's very different then because I'm I'm going leaning yeah. towards the hands on box, which will let you really sprint through it. Um, but um, the but I like knowing what, but like if we think back to that games workout last year mm. where it had the jumps yeah, over things, true, I'm, true. I'm kind of envisaging it as yeah. similar to that. And maybe, this, maybe the pistol's but, in there to deliberately you know fly hip flexors in your legs a bit so it makes that jump over the box harder yeah as well so yeah yeah fair point yeah. yep i mean i wouldn't be surprised either way but yeah just suppose we'll find out again next week at least we get to watch that one yeah that'll be good um <laughs> <laughs> workout right. three workout three uh right we go uh semi-finals linda 10 down to one uh, of deadlifts, dumbbell bench presses, and squat cleans. Uh, the deadlift weight for the ladies is 220 pounds. For the men, it's 295. The dumbbell weight for the bench is 60 pounds for ladies and 90 pounds for the guys. And the clean weight for the ladies is 105 pounds and 145 pounds for the guys. So 
Um, I really like it. It's a good strength endurance test, a longer time cap again. Um, very interesting to have the dumbbells in there and they are heavy. That is heavy dumbbells. That's 40 kg dumbbells, one in each hand. So that is, I think it'll play out very differently on the bench um, compared to 2018 when they had the bench press, but that was just a bar. And those top guys literally just, well, most, not even top guys, like almost everyone just uh, rattled through it quite easily. And also the dumping like is a lot safer and you can save more time dumping a barbell. Whereas if you want to dump your dumbbells, that's going to be a faff just to pick them up and then reset again. So it's going to be interesting to see what the strategy is leading into them. I assume people are going to want to try go for one set, but obviously let's say the round of eight, seven, six is like obviously a key bit at that point. Because if you fail and have to go four, three on the seven, you're probably wasting a bit of time and that could cost you mm. a few spots. Mm. And it all adds up by the end of the competition. So I don't know what your thoughts are about it. Um, yeah, I think it's. I was. I. I don't know what I was expecting. I was maybe expecting the fact that look, if, the, if you're calling it semi-finals, Linda, maybe change the loading a bit. So standard Linda's, it's body weight and a half, uh, deadlift, body weight bench, and three quarter body weight squat clean. Mm. Um, I think the. Uh, obviously shifting it to 90 pound dumbbells does make it significantly harder i think you're we're not going to see anyone probably beat the top times from linda in 2018 uh just because of the length of time that it takes to get those dumbbells set up in position um and yeah i, th I think it's just like we we saw this like it ends up being a running transitions workout really yeah. more than anything you've got what yeah how many are we talking 30 odd transitions around that yeah that? it's a lot it's a lot of running especially yeah. from the rounds of five down to one it's a, yeah you're going to be going un definitely unbroken and you've got to move quick between each rep yeah yeah so that is like a hidden element yeah exactly so i mean yeah i think it's a good workout uh saying yeah. that i do agree with your semi-final point about maybe change it a bit i would have actually loved if they kept the dumbbell bench press because that's new change the deadlifts to kettlebell deadlifts a heavy kettlebell and then change the squat cleans to sandbag cleans. So it's still Linda-ish, but it's just different implements, and it's still with the same rep yeah, scheme. Yeah, no, so I like you, that. You could even do the same weight. I like that. Uh, you can even do like maybe 300 yeah. pounds, but like both kettlebells are 150. And then so the guys and like and their kettlebells it just looks a bit different. And you've got the dumbbell, and then you've got the squat. You don't even have to do squat cleans. You can just do power cleans with the sandbag, and you just make a 150-pound sandbag for the guys. Yeah. And then yeah, the, yeah. Um, what's the women's sandbag? Whoa. What's a women's weight? 100 pounds. Uh, 150, 100, yeah. 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 So I think that would look quite cool as like a yeah, little yeah. twist on it and just kept the same rep scheme um, as a different way of doing it. That'd be nice. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. A little, little bit less. Yeah, exactly. A little bit less quality. Want some advice? Just call me up. <laughs> uh, yeah. It would, yeah, way, yeah. Less squatting. That's the only thing. You'd probably have to change yeah. all the workouts to fit that in because you take out a lot of the squatting volume. I don't no, I saw uh, Rainhills programmed sandbag squat cleans today. <laughs> oh yeah, and I was I mean, like, "You could, you, program, you can do it." Yeah, you could do. I mean, I would not be against it. I would have loved that one fifty pounds sandbag squat cleans would have been really savage. Um, I'm not against that at all. Uh, that would be a really cool workout. I think and a really good twist on Linda. But again, doesn't <laughs> but matter. I think time time anyway, cap so. is seventeen minutes probably. <laughs> probably a little bit tight for the sandbag squat cleans as well yeah, right you won't be able to touch and go it as well i mean saying that these top guys no. can manhandle the 150 bag 
Uh, if you remember yeah. the Atlas Games last year, uh, the one with Vona, I think Jeff had the one that one. Uh, yeah, they had oh, the Toza Bar sandbag event, and yeah. they literally moved that sandbag so easily. It was actually a joke. Um, I tried that workout afterwards. Like, how did they move this this fast? Like, it was actually ridiculous. But anyway, moving on to <laughs> Test Four. Um, is it Test Four or is it Test Five? Oh, sorry, test four and five as well. Okay. Technically, there's there is seven on the thing, so we're on test four slash test five. But well, t- test four, the first one of the two parter is uh, for load, run eight hundred meters, and then a max snatch, and then you will have a six minute cap to do that, and then following the cap, you have a two minute reset slash rest, and then event five is a bit of an inverse. It is uh, four time. Eight snatches, uh, £125 for the ladies, £185 for the guys, into an 800-meter run. Again, same time cap, six minutes. Um, I don't know about you, but I thought this was very surprising. Actually, no, I did know what you thought. You called it, and you were like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking the smartest guy ever via our WhatsApp chat. <laughs> I think the quote was, I love it. It's like, God, I if love you, it if right. you, if you, <laughs> If you want to put that on me as being the smartest man in the world it's a burden that i will carry how was your <laughs> self-proclaimed uh, yeah uh, when this workout came out um yeah i'll be honest i, did I not mean see I... Like this coming out but ben pretty much called it so fair play i he loves running he loves lifting we haven't seen a snatch yet well we have but we haven't if that makes sense um yeah it makes sense like i what does concern me on this uh, number one, tie break on the max snatch. Where it, I'm hoping that's just going to be on the 800. Um, and mm-hmm. so that determines like where you are. Yeah. Uh, how much... Uh, also, how the 800 meter run is done. <laughs> um, it better not be shuttles. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, well, it's either going to be shuttles... And it's going to be 16, uh, is it 50 foots, whatever it is, or 16, whatever yeah. the distance yeah. was, um, of those. 25 meters. Yeah. yeah. Um, or it's going to be, if it is a loop, that'd be quite cool. Hopefully it's like a big enough loop, or it could be really embarrassing if yeah. it's a small loop and it looks like they're playing musical chairs, and they're literally running around like a really small circle. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be really funny if it was literally like a 10 meter loop. <laughs> And then when they finish their lap sessions, then they just disperse out to their barbells. Everyone's um, everyone's like, bring back shuttles. We, we yeah. shuttles are much better than this shit. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I don't know if it will. Be. Yeah. I would, obviously, a loop would be cool. Like if it was a decent-ish loop, like even like a indoor, let's say, even like a two fifty-ish meter track, yeah. even a yeah, two hundred yeah. meter track, um, would be enough yeah, yeah. to like make it visually look quite cool. We've never def- we've never seen like yeah, something yeah. like that apart from ish we saw the 500 meter sprint at the games um yeah. two years ago um but that'd be quite cool yeah if it is shuttles i mean it's a shame but it is what it is um but as a test it's interesting because i don't know like we just linda is like a, i know it's not a pure strength test but it is strength endurance and it's not light so you, i know the run plays a factor as well but in this first one for loads most of these it, guys it, are gonna it, yeah they're just going to pace it and they're going to set themselves up for a heavy snatch but i still think we're going to see some big numbers even if they run 800 meters before 
Um, obviously, part but two I, is like, very different. What? But you go. Yeah, but like I'm, my my concern is like, okay, what what's the scoring on this? Like, are we do? Is it two fifty pointers across both, yeah, or is it hundred points each? Yeah. If it's hundred points each, then like you can basically sew up your qualification by two really good placements here because it favours the type of athlete you are. Yep, I do agree. I mean, it's interesting. I do understand that point because, um, yeah. But at the same time, obviously the max load one is a bit different to... If, you have, if you're good enough to cycle, but you've not got a true good one rep max and you can make up points again on the second part where it's more about the run... So even if it was 200 points, it'll be interesting to see how how much that affected the leaderboard. Because um, I'm trying to think of like mm. some examples of who's a really good runner and a pretty strong guy. Like let's say Jason Hopper. Jason Hopper's a pretty good runner um, and he's pretty strong. So it'll be interesting to see what he puts up on the max and then how he performs on the 800. And then I'm trying to think, but then if you're like a super strong mm. guy who's not a great runner, okay, Sam Dancer's not in this competition, but imagine if he was... Yeah, he probably put up a pretty good max on the load, but for the eight hundred, for the second part, he's probably not putting up a great time because everyone can still touch and go that one eighty five. He's not going to get a competitive advantage from that, and he's going to be slow on the run compared to others. So, um, I do agree mm. with your point. It should be interesting to see how it plays out and what the correlation is between the placements in those two uh, events back to back. I definitely think it's better balanced than when we had the clean ladder with the, the runs where it was literally the same event back to back with like just a slight increase in load and it was both 100 points. That was so dumb. Yeah. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Again, I was very surprised it was a snatch in terms of a barbell as well. I thought we'd see heavy, heavy dumbbell snatches just because the teams had it in their yeah. uh, programming with the heavy dumbbell and we had the heavy dumbbell. So I thought if snatch did come out, it would be, it would, be, it would have been with the heavy dumbbells. So yeah, I was quite surprised to see it uh, mm. snatch come out in this format. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm just, it's going to be great to watch, but is it a sensible test that we should still be using to separate people at the stage? I don't know. Hmm. Good point. Is, is, uh, that's what my major concern yeah. is. Well, again, like overview of positive programming, talk about it afterwards, but like it's a bit of execution as well. Like, every, the distance isn't, I suppose, a lot of these guys, there'll be a few outliers who are very good runners, but a lot of them aren't. Obviously, they're not like world class 800 meter runners. So a lot of them are going to yeah. be, again, pretty set in their pace and probably have a very similar pace to each other. So it'll just come down to literally execution yeah. on the night of yeah. who can literally uh, put up a good performance on that run and the snatch as well. And you're not going to have many attempts at that snatch. Um, I think three. I know Jay on them said four, but I think that was quite a lot because yeah. you can probably run the 800 yeah. in maybe conservatively like a 345-ish to a, a four, four minutes. So you can have two minutes-ish uh, for a max mm. snatch and you're going to be a bit gassed. So four attempts in the two minute window is quite a lot. You probably didn't push a run uh, that fast. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Um, it depends what weights you're hitting as well, but I still think we're going to see some very heavy weights. Um, yeah. 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 Most, de most definitely. Most right. Definitely. Test six. This is an interesting one. Uh, we have a very interesting chipper. So it's 
For time, you have 20 overhead squats. The weight is 125 for the ladies and 185 for the guys. And it's a 500 meter row. And then three handstand walk pirouettes, two seated legless rope climbs, 20 strict chest wall handstand push-ups, and then back down again. So it's two seated legless, uh, three handstand walk pirouettes, 500 meter row, and 20 overhead squats. Um, I quite like it. I think it's going to be a pretty cool workout. Very technical with a bit of weight. Uh, got a random row chucked in there for a bit, which I mean, probably just to I, I, get you guys a bit. But um, I think it's going to come down to those 20 overhead squats at the end. Obviously, we don't know. Again, there's so much small details we don't know. We don't know what the handstand pirouette is going to look like. We don't know what the seated legless rope climbs are going to look like. So they could play, obviously, a huge factor. We don't even know what the strict handstand push-ups are going to look like on the wall facing. Um, like they could, for the handstand pirouettes, it could either just be literally three turns in a box or one turn in a box walk 15 foot and do that three times for the seated legless they could literally just be start from a seated position and then just do a normal legless or what i think most people are thinking it's going to be a bit harder than that it's going to be from a seated position then you have to legless up and then legless control descent back under like a certain tape line um two seated legless also could mean a double um there is stuff from the crossfit journals about a double they're, they're called like uh, what are they called like just doubled climbs or something but anyway they're basically just two for one rope climbs so one rep was a double and it was legless so it could be that so it the could legless be two, descent as well yeah and it could be two of those so even though it says two legless it could be well four if it's a double but i don't think it is i think it'd be two i just think it's gonna be two really hard standard legless and it's gonna be from a that seated position with, I think it'd just be a yeah. controlled negative descent where you can't just drop down. You'd have to do a controlled descent and then get below a certain tape line, let's say, I don't know, four foot off the ground at the bottom before that's like yeah. the full rep completed. Uh, again, the wall facing could be off a deficit. We don't know. 20 doesn't seem like a lot just for no deficit. But at the same time, you do do a lot of work to get there. And three handstand walk pirouettes could take a bit of your shoulders. So 20 could be enough because on the back end, when you're coming back to it as well, um, it might be enough. Like there was only 21 in the quarters. So some people argue maybe there should be a progression of that. And obviously the, the actual volume itself is one rep less, but maybe in the whole context of the test and the weekend, 20 is enough, or there is some uh, details missing and it could be like a slight deficit or something. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts, Ben? I don't get the row. Yeah. I think I think Boz sort of fails to understand that you can put a movement in and just to drive the heart rate up, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a movement that is um that is a machine. That is a cardio machine if if that makes sense. Like you can do any sort of basic movement that would help to elevate the heart rate. But might also contain a little bit of localized muscle fatigue, you know, something like a burpee or heck, like dumbbell hand cleaning jerks, dumbbell snatches, something similar to that, you know. But without a heavy weight, would be I think would produce and elicit the same effect without just arbitrarily throwing a rower in there for, yeah. which feels like it's just not being used for much. Mm. You know, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what would be a good movement in there: fifty GHDs, because that would play a big factor 
especially on the, the back legless end. rope climbs, yeah. Yeah, and the legless, yeah. and then coming back end. And the overhead to, squats, yeah. Exactly, especially that last set. If you had to do 50 and then go yeah. into 20 overhead squats, I think that'd be yeah. um, a much better implement in there. Out of things that haven't been used. But yeah, I agree. The row is basically just pointless. Because I think the yeah. thing is, like, you could you can make the argument you're, that he's trying to create a race at the end, right? With, with 20 overhead squats at 185 yeah, yeah. For, for a male. And, and the 500 meter row. So you finish your three handstand walk pirouettes and it's like, okay, like I need to put the hammer down and go here now. Yeah. But you can't do that with 20 overhead squats at 84 kilos no, or whatever it is. Not the end, no. No, like uh, like if it was, you know, I think even if it was 60, you'd probably get guys like, who'd be like, okay, you know what? Yes, I can hold on for this. That means that I can row, you know, a sub 135 maybe and like really send it here knowing that i trust my capacity to hold on to that bar which creates that sort of and, and i think this is the thing is that we know we now get like i'm i feel like i'm arguing the point of how do we turn these tests into spectacles for the spectators right mm-hmm. and that's that's what that would do for me is that this like i feel like you're just gonna have a lot of people just sitting staring at ropes and sitting staring at walls which is fine as part of the test but yeah um yeah i agree it's yeah it's a, it's a tough balance between a good test yeah. for like these great athletes and also making it interesting enough for the fans to uh enjoy which is i mean this is a tough thing though with boss's type of programming because he's testing way more high skill stuff high skill stuff requires yeah. more focus and attention and slowing things down to execute them correctly to get your reps Whereas a lot of Casho's classic programming was, it was just capacity. I mean, there was obviously skills in there, but mm-hmm. the underlying factor to everything was basically just your general capacity. And it was always a race. There was very little of, I need to slow down, really concentrate and execute XYZ movement really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas like these, this type of workout is just all that, again, execution, not blowing up, staying just below your threshold on your like gymnastic capacity. Um, I mean, it's a good, again, it is a good workout. Which, yeah, yeah, don't don't get me wrong. Yeah. I appreciated this in the open as I was able to make it to quarterfinals. But <laughs> when we get to this stage, you know, I kind of want to see, I, I want to see athletes compete. And yeah, yeah. it's I mean, dictated it is... to by their muscle endurance. It's not yeah. dictated to by a huge amount of like, yeah, there's going to be degrees of strategy, but we're talking about three handstand walk pirouettes, two seated legless rope climbs. And then, like, it's not a, it's not a, you know, I'm not having to break up my 50 GHDs, as you might have said, on yeah, that yeah. first round, that then means that I'm in a better position to do X, Y, or Z. Like, you're, it's, yeah, it's it's a weird one for me at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I'll still be a good, like, because there'll be some people who will perform really well and won't be bottlenecked at all, and there will be a race yeah, for yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're gonna see. Yeah, 100. Uh, this will be the greatest like disparity between the top top who can literally just rent, uh, race through it, don't feel that yeah. high level muscle muscular fatigue. Then there'll be others who really struggle. But I would not be surprised if there's people get capped close to around that. I mean, it's quite long. Oh, 15 minutes actually isn't that long. Um, honestly, if they're really struggling back on that three handstand walk pirouettes if they're really blown up from the chest to walk yeah, yeah. push-ups the last two legless and then into that they could actually struggle and it's over mm. it will be a good race like the 20 overhead squats at the end at that weight is tough like i think honestly we're going to see something similar to the first workout from what a this year 
where it was the muscle yeah. up and then the squat variation workout, whatever it was, 21 yeah. back squat, yeah. 15 front, and a nine overhead. And nine quite heavy overhead. Yeah, it was yeah. like 235 or something. It was something quite yeah. heavy for the guys. Yeah, and, and I suppose that's the thing is that like uh, you, you, there is an element of skill in determining how fast you're going to row that second 500 meters to know what your capacity is with with those overhead squats, you know, and, and where you're going to get to. Um, yeah, I think it would be good. But like, yeah, and, and, and yeah. I do, I do like it as a test. Yeah, and I, I think the race, um, with the, I think we could get maybe some iconic moments actually from this year in terms of the those 20 overhead squats. So say you get three athletes within two reps of each other mm, and they're in their yeah, positions yeah. like, am I going to, well, go unbroken be really, really impressive at that point of the workout, but am I going to do two sets? Yeah, yeah. Am I going to go like 12-8? Or am I going to try to go 12, mm. drop it to the right back, stand there with it on my back for a bit and then reset it overhead and try bosh them out without dropping it? Yeah. Or is a guy going to fold and then he's going to drop it and then he's going to snatch it again and then is he going to maybe do five then drop it again and then lose a few places? Shout out Pat Felner, what a loser. Um, but so I think, yeah, but I know what you mean. It's it, it's, it's going to be a slow race, even though the time cap's short. Yeah. A lot of work to get through. It's going to be more of those plod along, uh, methodically rather than let's just race and go hard yeah. but not every workout needs to be like that either so and again it's just again it's just highlighting Boz's you know bias for style uh, yeah uh, yeah like just that gymnastic uh skill which is fine as he said we're so far behind in terms of gymnastics um compared to our weightlifting that that needs to be brought up which is fair enough it's a fair point so you can't call yourself <laughs> but he's, he's, he's brought the weightlifting up as well not really. I wouldn't say anything's actually changed in the weightlifting. It's a. I think. I think. I think. Crazy, the, crazy. I think. I feel like semis is heavier than it was last year. Uh, well, last year wasn't really standardised either, and yeah. I wouldn't argue that because there was literally the one standardised event was also that clean complex, which some people went ridiculously heavy on. Um, yeah, but that's. Uh, well, that's uh, a conversation for a different time. Yeah. Well, you, you, we'll, it's a fair, we'll, we'll see. We'll see when we get to the end. But I, I um, feel like there's been greater exposure to heavier loads uh over the yeah last. like there is but not anything crazy like mm. it's 185 like the snatches like again in that in the workout five wherever it is yeah. the eight snatches that's touch and go for those top guys that's not not even the top yeah. guys for i'm sorry there's average level there's average level quarterfinalists who can touch and go 185 for eight reps that's not anything crazy at this point really which again shows the point of that the weightlifting is a bit you... still progressed. Uh, what you say, me? What? No, no. I'm just going to say, like, don't, don't do yourself down. You're not just an average quarter finalist <laughs> athlete, you know. <laughs> well, I actually did nine. I'm broken, so I'm, I'm barely average. <laughs> I'm just slightly above average. So uh, <laughs> oh, I really, want, I really want to ten in that workout. That was so annoying. Failing <laughs> the last one. Um, shout out 2022 quarterfinals. Uh, what was it? Last event yeah um but yeah so i don't know it's yeah i don't know I, I, I think it's a good test i think we're i think we're seeing some interesting things i, I think i've just got a little bit of uh boz fatigue at this point i'm just like i just just, just, just let them switch off and just race mm. you well, know be careful what you wish it's, for because castro is back in his position that he used to be in so he could be programmed in games anytime soon he's basically boss's right he's not, he, they've literally just switched roles basically. is he he is he's a uh, um i thought he was a training no no he's well he is but he's also apparently behind the scenes he's basically just helping boz pretty much 
Um, so fair enough. They've literally just watched, switched yeah. roles, basically. Um, huh. So yeah, but we shall see. Interesting. Um, but you say this like Final I know event? Kasha obviously left, but oh, you remember last year? Sorry, the last year he was in charge. They did have the weird um, freestanding handstand push-up event with the deadlifts. That was heavy, heavy deadlifts and the weird free handstanding push-ups. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Maybe that was Boz's idea. Maybe that was one of Boz's yeah, ideas was... if they work close together. But if that's Kasha in charge, it maybe could have shown things to come. And he just didn't. Act. Maybe it's just Boz is just now the face of what's happening. But maybe Kasha was going to start leaning towards that anyway. So I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. They probably had conversations. Yeah, and, and we have seen, we do see CrossFit evolve over time, right? You know, like the 2014 games doesn't look anything like the 2021 games. Mm. And we like it's it's completely shifted from from where it was then to what it is now. Yeah. Um, but then also, I think Boz, as I said, don't get used to a pattern because everyone's no. now assuming. Cause I know he's bringing out a lot of gymnastics, and this has been quite a strong theme from this season. But he said, don't expect a pattern, and like he's proved it with no no jump rope in this one. Honestly, so many people were just betting yeah. on double cross unders for the individuals, which is a fair bet because it's for the yeah. teams and you just expect there to be some type of jump rope, but it's not even a jump rope. So expert no. uh, trolling from Boz there. <laughs> uh, right. Which we want to event seven. Uh, <laughs> the finale. Um, three rounds for time of a 15 cow echo bike for the guys, 10 cows for the ladies into 20 toes to bar and then into a 60 foot sandbag bear hug carry and the weight is 150 for the ladies and 200 pounds for the guys six minute time cap so it's a short little sprint um yeah i think they're gonna absolutely murk this event i don't think this is a hard event at all for these top guys i know it is like it's gonna be tough it's gonna hurt it's gonna be like a spicy one but for these top guys I should be shocked if they start breaking things up or anything. So I think, yeah, but I, I think it's going to be the cumulative fatigue. Yeah, that, yeah, I do agree. Yeah, from, from the weekend where they think, I think this is the pace that I can hold on this workout. And then you get to the middle of round three and your grip has completely gone on the toaster yeah. bar from holding onto the sandbag. And you're like, oh, what has happened? Like what? What? What have I done? I can't believe I've done this type of thing. Um, done this. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I think it's a good finish. Um, I, yeah, I, I think I joked to you when it was released that um, CrossFit Media team have been on to Boz and said, "Look, we need some." We saw Rogue get all that top tier content of people falling over the finish line. And we need to we need to get that we need to get that engagement on on our Instagram because <laughs> we're missing that at yeah, the moment. Yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, going to be exciting. I think I know it, it, you said it's maybe a bit. Gay, it's, it, it is going to be exciting. It is. Yeah, it's going to be if it's yeah. on the line and you've got X Y Z up against each other for a game spot and they're literally trundling yeah. towards a line carrying this big bag, and one stumbles like five meters short. That is going to be big drama. Um, but yeah, the only thing is like it's, how do they how do they enforce like the standard of is it the bag that crosses the line yeah. or is it you with you holding the bag with your foot across the line on the chip timer or is it you dumping the bag over the line you don't even need to be past the line because that was the thing at Rogue like there wasn't the standard wasn't very clear 
they don't really know if you just have to yeah. get the bag across or yourself across with the bag and then some people do a hybrid and they dump Indeed. the bag and dive across so it's hard to uh say what the standard is going to be <clears throat> i think it's going to be you have to get fully across a line with your bag i believe will be the standards i doubt they'll just let you dump the bag over a line or something um but yeah i, I agree yeah like well, no because volume... no, if it's 60 foot then that means that you cross the finish line unless you're just moving it down the field as you go to indicate which round you're on which would make sense as you know because it'll be there and oh, back won't it yeah there's a thing also because the field they've got two fields to play so that first event with the longer floor on the sled pool the 84 foot is actually a different field or right field, okay. like a different venue whereas this one i believe is gonna be on a different floor because that's why i can't yeah. film one and three because one and three are going to be on that other floor whereas these right. ones are going to be on the other like the main floor where the camera can actually film them um so it's just that's just due to layout so i think the other one's going to be longer and this one might just be the more classic one i suppose um like what you're just used to seeing on like a semi-final type floor um but yeah i don't know yeah the, that's a good point about the carrying across on the chip time and maybe it's not that but um hmm, yeah that's a good point but the dump in the bag is a bit that's hard to judge so um we shall see i agree with your point about like the cumulative fatigue as well might play a factor but i just always look at these guys always these guys and girls always like just surprise me at like their ability just to recover and then put out some ridiculously good performances and yeah like i know it's three rounds and it could bait you if you go way too hard in that first round but i just don't see some of these top people you know breaking up 20 toes a bar or a 60 foot sandbag carry or pacing yeah. a 15 cow bike i think it's just going to be a good sprint um, but yeah, full hand, full send. Yeah, and, and you'll have people who are in, who are on the outside looking in. Like we don't have last chance qualifiers or anything this year. Mm. Like you know what the position is that you need to get to to make it to the games. You're going to be in the same lane as uh, you're going to be in the same heat as the people who you need to beat. Yeah, uh, and so you have to just let it rip. Yeah, to um, quote also, the great like, naughty yeah. TV show Beyblade. <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> how have you Sorry. slipped that type of reference in here? <laughs> um, dear, um. Uh, I'm gonna say like also like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ignore that and move on. Uh, also, the three rounds was obviously the same as well rep scheme. So there's no like descending scheme, which descending scheme no. is always all always easier to go boom, yeah, yeah. full sends. Yeah. You've got less reps coming up. Whereas this. It, yeah, that third round is going to be make or break for a few people, but I, I just um, maybe the bubble people who are on the edge, which I suppose makes it exciting. But those top people, they're just going to fly through. I think it won't be too stressful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. I Sounds think good. overall thoughts. I think they're quite good. Uh, a bit different, which isn't too surprising. That's most people thought we were going to see a few different things. Um, most notably, just no jump rope, which is quite interesting. And I think just the mm -hmm. flow. I think day two. It's just going to be so tough on the body doing Linda and then also that snatch event. That is so much like lifting and just um, external load on your system. I think doing those two and then also the, the next morning doing the gymnastics chipper with the heavy overhead squats or well, for those top guys, maybe moderate to heavy. Because I have seen Noah Olsen do 185 for 30 reps unbroken. Um, so mm. I don't think 20 is going to be a crazy struggle. But um yeah, I just think that's a really rough flow. I think it would have made more sense to have 
start with test one, keep as it is, and then have Linda day, uh, end of day one, very similar to 2018, and then start with the gymnastics test on the morning of day two, and then have your heavy snatch in the evening of day th- uh, day two, and then have your gymnastics chipper, and, and then the same order. So just flip around the earliest side of things. So I just think the whole of day two, and then waking, I just can't, can you imagine waking up day three, after day two and be like wow i've now got to actually go snap semi you got to snatch the barbell again to get it overhead for your for your overhead squats yeah, yeah. i mean you could clean and jerk it but it just makes more sense to snap and it's just gonna be rough like, but I think yeah but i'd be beaten up but i th- like part of me thinks that that's that's the intention right is that yeah we're that, trying to find yeah. the people who who can do that at the games and yeah. can continue to perform and still feature on that third day and not yeah. just, you know, just be sitting there mailing it in mm. for want of a better phrase. Yeah. Like who's got that endurance to last? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that. I just think maybe because we haven't seen something like that in terms of flow. I think maybe yeah. back in the day, there was always more of a flow to think like, I think there's just a general consensus when it comes to programming events. If you had like a heavy event at one part of the day, you're probably not putting another heavy event in on the same day. Yeah. And then oh, yeah, the boss yeah. literally just throwing that out the windows. Like, we'll give you Linda and then we'll also make you smack snatch in the afternoon. I just yep. think that's quite tough on the body. But um, yeah. I mean, to be fair, you did want to change Linda to be kettlebells and yeah, sandbags. Yeah, yeah, But so... that's not like with the flow of, yeah, but I then would have still put it day one after the more aerobic test. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I was changing everything, I would take out that whole snatch event. <laughs> I just don't think it's necessary, really. But um, agreed, agreed. But yeah, so no. But I think they're still quite interesting, and it'd be a good watch for the ones we can watch. Um, <laughs> get that in again. <laughs> just mention five. <laughs> um, but yeah, saltiness increasing. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's everything, really. I don't know if there's anything else you want to touch on. Um, no, I'm 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 excited for it. Um, uh, I think we're gonna see. I I think what it does do is that you know it's and with such a deep field that we've got, you are going to see people appear for one event, have a great event, and then potentially disappear for the rest of the <laughs> for the rest of the weekend. Um, you know, we've got sixty athletes across North both North American semis and in Europe. Um. I think it's very much going to be quite interesting to see like the types of people that are able to push through and uh, factor into the sort of final top 10-ish that will make it through uh, on both the male and female side as well. Yep, I agree. Cool, right. Uh, we'll end that there. We're going to do a separate show on some predictions, mainly looking at the European uh, like male and uh, female sides based on these tests and yeah put together uh, some ideas who might uh, of people who might be in the qualifying spots um, as we said earlier in the podcast Ben is going to be away so that'd be a shame so <laughs> honestly <laughs> he's so angry <laughs> um, yeah well uh, I, I will not make any promises but I might just send you voice notes that you can insert um, so you can just you could send me your list of questions beforehand and I'll send you voice notes as I'm sitting on a beach somewhere um, oh, lovely stuff who am I kidding I will be sitting watching all of the game all of the semis no, every be weekend sitting watching, uh, events two four 
five, six, seven. <laughs> so it's not just one and three, man. <laughs> yeah, that's so many. Come that's on. too many. It shouldn't be any. It shouldn't. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if I sound upset on this episode. I am upset. <laughs> I'm heartbroken. I mean. Uh, t- to be fair, we only know that there are three confirmed live streams at the moment, right? What do you mean? There is, there is no, there is, as far as I'm aware, there's not a confirmed live stream for the other three. What? What do you mean for what? The semis? Semis. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Imagine that. Like we're not going to show like these other semis. <laughs> oh dear. The cost cuts really do be hitting hard. Um, but anyway, it's cost of living crisis, there. mate. Cost of living <laughs> crisis for everyone. Um, but yeah, that's it for uh, this week. Uh, yeah, we'll look forward to catching up on the next one. Goodbye. See you guys soon. <laughs>